0: Hello, good morning, everybody! Happy Friday, TGIF! <laughs> Happy Friday with Jess and Allison! Yay! It's that. <laughs> a, a weird pitch.
1: <laughs> I, I do that a lot, where I'm like, oh, that was that was fun. That was interesting.
0: Allison, do you think my hair looks thicker today because I put three thickening agents into it this morning?
1: <laughs> I think it looks very nice. Yes, oh, I do. You. Oh, I did do see that. <laughs>
0: Did you get a haircut, or is it? I made a haircut awesome? yesterday, and then I purchased. Mm-hmm. I have that. There's like, I am so not into toiletries at all. Like, <laughs> like, no products. And every time somebody like says, "Oh, this will do that," I'm like, "No, it won't." Like that's a lie. <laughs> but I do very much trust my hairdresser. She's incredible. Her name is Claire. She's an eclectic. If you're local, go to mm-hmm. eclectic salon in Latham and see Claire. Um, she's phenomenal. And she has this line that she carries and she's like, I really, you know, she gave me all the science behind it. And she's like, you really need to try it. And it is actually like incredible. (laughs) That's
1: awesome. So anyway. I also love love your skepticism and cynicism. (laughs) No, it won't.
0: (laughs) It's in like in one of those clutter bootcamp lessons, I show the picture of like the neck firming cream and it's like... (laughs) Like a problem you didn't know you had until you were sold a solution. It's the brilliance of marketing.
1: Hmm, Yeah, I, it's so funny because I I hear you say those things. And also I have always loved marketing. I am such a marketing geek. I, (laughs) I, I come from some of that background and I'm just, for me, it's more like, um, good marketing is truth. Well told. So it's like, Hey, here's something you actually have been thinking about and wanting. And let's like, let me show you what your options are. Not like, let me show you something that's wrong with you. And then, and then give you something so that you like yourself. Not like that.
0: <laughs> well, the, um, so I work with an incredible Facebook ads agency, like mm-hmm. so good. Um, so a little shout out to Roxanne Ray, <laughs> yeah. um, but Roxanne always says you can use marketing for good or for evil, mm-hmm. right? So it works both ways. And it's finding the people who are using marketing for good to benefit you that is the, but it's really hard to do because marketing is so
1: advanced right now. Well, marketing works a lot with FOMO now. And so yes. if you if you don't really have like a clear awareness of that, then it's really, really easy to just get sucked into everything.
0: One of the things that we're really trying to do in CBA this year is experience JOMO instead of FOMO. And I think Mm -hmm. we've talked, have we talked about this on the show? We have, yes.
1: (laughs) Joy of missing out. I don't want that. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Which is actually so much about like tapping into your deeper desires Mm -hmm. because the, the fear of missing out, we're, we're conditioned with so much external, like the way I feel is built by what's external. And it takes a little bit of practice, listening to ourselves. This is why people have a hard time with it, because there's a, a lot more of like going inward and being like, what is it that I actually want to feel? And maybe I may fail this in this circumstance or with that thing. But actually what's happening is that like my thoughts are just changing because I'm using it. And then that's creating this feeling. When you start to realize how linked your thoughts and your feelings are, then you start to be like, okay, I could go do that thing. But like, there's no, there's no like magic thing saying, because I go do that. Now I'm going to think this and feel this. It's just, this is what I've associated. (laughs) So we start making like working on having being the owner of our associations of our thoughts. (laughs)
0: Well, it's like that whole thing—you can't buy happiness, right? Uh Yeah,
1: (laughs) I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think it was funny because I've I've done this. I don't do this like really clearly all the time. Also, am I getting a little bit of an echo? Do I sound okay? No, you sound great. Don't touch anything. (laughs) anything. We'll get that purr back. (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch anything. I thought I was hearing something. Um, So I've only like sometimes problem, Allison. (laughs) (laughs) No, the voices in my head are my friends. Um, (laughs) I've done this when I bring myself into a, a lot of awareness about like, okay, what is it that I think that going into that space or getting that thing is going to make me feel, that's when I get all my really good information. Because so like, oh, okay. So that is the thing I'm looking for. That's my desire. That's what I'm looking for. Um, And then the recognition of everything I feel is always self-contained. It's not outside of me. It's coming from whatever I'm putting into my conscious. So either I'm aware of what I have in my conscious, or it's working out of this very deep-seated stories and wounds and narratives. So just like, just that knowing that alone, I can give myself, I I can get more curious about being like, okay, so if that's the feeling that I want, how can I, where can I find that right here? How can I give myself that right now and show myself that I'm actually the one in control of everything I'm experiencing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, here's a question. Yeah. For you and the audience, since Mm -hmm. we're talking about purchasing stuff and how it makes you feel. And do you really, is it going to really make you feel that way? And is it just fear of missing out? Can you like find joy in missing out? I would love to know to, for all of our listeners right now, what have you purchased in the past that has truly brought you joy? I have one thing that I, I mean, okay. I have more than one thing, but I actually got myself a car that I love and have wanted for a very long time. It's a big purchase. Um, And it really does bring me joy every time I drive it. It's one of the few things that I can identify as like an incredibly, made me incredibly happy, (laughs) continues to make me incredibly happy type of thing. Um, But I also get tremendous joy from opting out now. So whereas in the past, you sign up for all of the rewards cards and the you know, do you want to be a preferred shopper type thing? And now I get so much joy from saying, I'd rather not be rewarded. Thank you. Or I would rather not be one of your preferred shoppers. Thank you, <laughs> right? Like to declining the offers that are designed to sell me the illusion of happiness. I'm like, no, thank you. That's <laughs> good No, I don't want to save 10%. Thank you. <laughs>
1: That's so hard for me. Hard. You can like, is that? It's not hard for me to decline it. Like I, I'm, I'm good at declining it now, but it's, it's not, it's not from the thoughts of like, the thoughts that work for me are like, when I actually calculated it up, it doesn't actually give me, it's like, okay, so I'm going to save like $3 right now. And then I'm going to forget to pay that bill. And I'm going to add on 15. (laughs) So for me, it's more like going into some of those of like my brain needs to see more evidence of why it's true that I actually don't want this because when I just hear because of how it's built, like, oh, you're going to save this amount. You're going to get this, your preferred customer, you're like all these nice like sounds that we, our brain wants to hear. I have to give myself the evidences for why that's like all just a story and like actually not the truth that I want <laughs> to show myself that.
0: Here's the question if somebody is asking you if you want to sign up for their like preferred whatever, um, or if you want to be a like if they give you some like elitist word, like a top tier client or whatever, um, ask them what your name is. Say, Do you even know what my name is? <laughs> like, <laughs> Do you are do you know my name? It's a good like starting point. Like you want me to sign up for this credit card to be like to get all these rewards. Do you mm-hmm. even know what
1: my name is? Like <laughs> that's so great. Because like, I run in circles where my name is known. I'm already <laughs> a top-tiered person. <laughs> like if I'm gonna be a
0: preferred customer, I want everyone here to know what my name is. Go <laughs> <laughs> give me a crown. <laughs> and hey TJ Maxx, you don't know my name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so funny! I love that. Yeah. So I would love to know what some of the, like, the feelings and the thoughts are that you have when you're driving your car.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like so seamless. <laughs> like, it's got a nice screen with like a nice mm-hmm. backup camera. It's like I just it feels. It feels great. It's just it's a very good overall experience.
1: Does it feel like luxurious? Like yes, it does. Yeah, and you (laughs) gave yourself that.
0: Well, so it's. um, I'll give you a little more background story Mm -hmm. on my. This is a little behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I have been working very hard to build my business for. I'm going into year number three now, and for the first two years my profit margins were so slim that I couldn't afford to pay myself Mm -hmm. and which was very difficult when you're putting so much time and effort into something. We're taught that the financial reward is the reward that you should want, which is true. But when I look, when I take that away and look at everything else that I have accomplished and and created, there's so much reward there as well. And it's greater than the financial reward. Mm -hmm. It obviously is greater than the financial reward because I'm still doing it. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, but, you know, like you're, it's really ingrained in you, the American dream and like all mm-hmm. of this stuff. Um So at some point last year, I had the opportunity to sell the car that I had and lease a car through my business. So this was like the first like benefit of owning a business that I was able to experience like on that like financial level type thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. um so I actually I like I went ahead and I sold my car because, you know, like used cars are bringing in a tremendous amount right now. Like mm-hmm. the used car market is so there's you can get a lot more for your car. So I kind of took advantage of that, sold my car and purchased myself or leased myself a car through my business. So there is a lot of like. Not it's not only very enjoyable to drive, but it does feel like oh I like this is I did this like on mm-hmm. my own like mm-hmm. I, I, like there's so much accomplishment there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there's a lot of like positive feelings wrapped up
1: in it. Yeah, yeah. That's why the experience is the way it is. Right. It's not just because the car is like so smooth. <laughs> it's because <laughs> it's because of everything it means. And yes. the feeling of luxury that you have in it is, is like, and I gave myself this. Yeah, I, I, worked I worked so it. hard for this. Yeah.
0: It. Like, yeah. Like I worked so hard and I continue to work so hard and it's very rewarding, yeah. you know? So
1: it's, um, yeah, that's. Yeah. I do. You, I love that though. How it's like, it's never the thing. Like it's the,
0: never the thing. It's that's never the thing.
1: It's never the thing. Never the thing. It's always like what's happening internally inside of us when we're interacting with that, like the, what we're telling ourselves, what we're feeling about ourselves, what we're saying to ourselves, you're, you are interacting with yourself in like, as this beautiful cheerleader advocate. Yeah, you did this. And I'm so proud of this. Like that that's how you're, what you're giving yourself inside of that, which is why it's so cool.
0: As opposed to the experience of the neck firming cream, where you're like, you're sucking. Right. (laughs) It's a very negative interaction with
1: yourself. You were a problem. (laughs) You know what's really funny? This is is a little story. Because before I did, like before I got into therapy, before I got into coaching any of the things like way back in 2014, um, I got into skincare, but it wasn't like that. It was more like you in your car. It was, it was, okay. so it was like, I had, I was feeling like I had zero control of anything at that time in my life. And at the same time I was looking in the mirror and like, not even really recognizing myself because my, because cortisol stress, stress spikes your cortisol, cortisol immediately affects your skin and everything else in your body. So it was just like looking like, who is this person in the mirror? Like, I don't even know who this person is. So for me, I started like, practicing, like, like, I found some really awesome skincare that was expensive. And I was like, I'm just giving myself this, I'm giving this to me. And I had never set up any kind of a routine of face washing or anything before that. So it was almost like, screw all these circumstances. I am washing my face in the morning, and I'm washing my face at night, and I'm using this lotion. And I started to actually see changes. And it was also like, I gave this to myself. I am in control. I do get to feel beautiful and how I want to feel. So it was a totally different experience. And it was all internal, right?
0: It's all internal. Uh-huh. I love that's a beautiful analogy or mm-hmm. a similar story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it really is. It's all internal. It's how you approach it. Yeah. So are you buying something because you're you think it's going to improve your life based on the marketing or are you buying it from this place in
1: your soul where you want to support yourself? Yes. It always goes back to how, like, what's your relationship with yourself? Is, is, are you doing this for yourself? Are you for yourself or are you like against yourself? And this is supposed to fix you somehow.
0: Allison. I think we just
1: solved solved all the problems. (laughs) (laughs) Being for yourself is revolutionary. We're not conditioned in this way. We're we're not told this. We're actually told it's like, oh, so then you're gonna be like arrogant or Mm -hmm. yeah, just like all the things selfish is such the big word that we're all afraid of being selfish. And it's it's a totally In, like, wrong story. It's just the story we've been fed. It's not true.
0: Yeah. Why are that, like, whole?
1: Why are we taught that? It's so destructive. (laughs) Because everybody is always trying to take care of each other's feelings. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) if you're always giving of yourself and, like, then you're being probably a people pleaser and, like, then, like, taking care of someone else. There's always, like, this terrible crossover that literally all of us are trained in. And so when anybody is kind of standing in their own space and being okay by themselves, being responsible for their own feelings, being responsible for their own stories that are happening, then that, that boundaries then start to become part of the story. And for people who don't understand boundaries, it's like, why aren't you taking care of me? And why isn't this working the way it used to? And there's just like a lot of um, people can have a lot of resistance to that. So we become culturally codependent. Like that's how we all learn yeah. how to interact with each other. And we call it good and we call it friendship and we call it love. And it's like some parts of this, yes. Some parts of this, no. It's like <laughs> pure codependency.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, hmm What if we were just super happy for other people when they got what they wanted and like worked for themselves and put themselves first and their feelings first so they could show up as a better human for everyone else? What if
1: we like embrace that? And we can only embrace that when you're doing it for yourself. Right, right, right. Everybody like this is like, honestly, this is like my biggest thing that makes me feel like mission. Like I want everybody to understand how to step into this individual sovereign power. Because the more we did that, do that, the more everything works right. We have relationships that work right. We have we have interdependence that works right. Everything's just works.
0: <laughs> I love the idea of interdependence versus codependence. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Codependence is like, um, I need you to do something so that I can feel better. Like, that's like what we put all of the stuff. I always do this because I'm imagining the circle around me, and everything that's outside of the circle is like up there. And it's codependence is when we say, I need this person to have uh to change these actions, which means I need them to think dig these things because then if they do that, then we'll have then it'll be like in alignment with what I think. And then I can feel better because my feeling is dependent on this person outside of me or this situation outside of me. We always think that how we're feeling is dependent on something outside of us, which creates codependence. Especially when it's like we do that and then the other person does that too. And then it's like this messy enmeshment and and that's why everything feels so like what is happening and I don't know I understand what to do with this.
0: And that's when you have
1: those expectation
0: hangovers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And that's where we get worse. Me over in the world. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Codependence is like, it's so sneaky because it looks really nice. It looks really nice. And it looks like, like it's just, everybody thinks that that's like at a surface level. It's like, Oh, that's good. But it's really not because there's like these really seedy undercurrents to it.
0: Right. It's good because you're doing something nice for somebody else. But really, you're just like bending to their expectation. That's not (laughs) in your best interest. And there's no communication. And they're not going to be happy because the expectation is never met. It is never perfectly met. Like your vision of how something is going to go it's totally different from somebody else's vision of how something is going to go in every single detail. Even if they're kind of close, there's always something not right. So it's never, you can never meet somebody else's expectation, especially if you're not
1: communicating about it. Because we don't live in anybody else's head and body. This is the, this is the thing that's, that is so profound to me. The way you're experiencing life nobody else ex- is experiencing like it. Now we have a lot of similarities. We can like find a lot of like group commonality and like, yeah, we literally I mean,
0: like, speak the same language, but we're not hearing the same stuff. <laughs>
1: yes. Like I, I I need to go watch this, but I heard that this the other day that like, even the way we see color is different. Like, yes. So, yes. so the way that I'm seeing the world, nobody else is going to see it just like me. So we can have conversations and we can have Um, like discussions and stuff, but there is no getting inside of someone else's head and and making them be your puppet. It's like the age old, like you're just trying to be the director and you wrote the script and you want everybody to be their roles in it. Well, everybody is trying to be the director, right? Like everybody sees something a certain way. So codependence is like, how do I, how do I fix you? So I feel better. Like, how do we like do all this crossing over so that we can all like I call it like the primal need for alignment so that we can all feel better. We can all be totally aligned in the same thought process, which is ridiculous because then we'd like all be the same person. And the beauty of life is
0: that we're not. (laughs) It is just impossible. It is not a, it is not in the realm of possible
1: outcomes. Yeah. And why would we want it to be like the differences are so beautiful. So the interdependence is in stepping into that beauty. The interdependence is in stepping into like, you're your own individual. You are completely um, sovereign in your own self-governing authority with with your own thought processes and how your mind is making connections. And that's beautiful. And I'm my own too. And if yours is different than mine, that's okay. Because I can stand and advocate for me. I can be for me. I can be my own friend. I can love myself for my own thoughts and my own um, processes and all this stuff. And I don't need you to affirm this for me. That's like how we stand in our own spaces. But yet, then at the same time, then we can say, okay, if we're standing in our own authorities, then there's room for people to think differently. There's room for us to see, okay, how do we collaborate? There's room to see, okay, I'm kind of like this piece of the puzzle, and you're kind of like this piece of the puzzle. And we can actually really work together together because we're not doing, there's no like weird underneath, like I have to fix anything. So I feel better. Let's just see how we can work together. And that's where all the interdependence comes in.
0: I love interdependency. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful thing. (laughs) It's so beautiful. And I do think that sometimes when we, when we start to learn a lot of this stuff about, about codependency, there, there can be like a pendulum swinging where it's like, okay, I'm going to be totally independent. <laughs> I, I, I forget everybody else and everything because like that's, that's so toxic and all that stuff. And and then we can kind of grow where we need to there and swing back more to the middle where we're, we're possible to have. Inter- inter-
0: well, and I think maybe that's also where some of the judgment from other people comes in, is that when you swing so far the other way and you really focus on yourself and, you know, I think there's like a a period where there's a little, there could be a little bit of judgment there, right? Mm So you're afraid to do that because you've seen a lot of judgment for other people who have done that. Like they only care about themselves or they're, you know, whatever, they're selfish. They're like all this negative stuff. Um, But actually they're in a period of self-growth and we are gonna just let them hang out over there because when they come back, they're gonna be amazing. (laughs) They're gonna be the best version of themselves.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and also like that fear of the, It's um, we have a hard time letting ourselves go in that direction because of those fears of those people's thoughts, which means we let other people's thoughts, which we have zero control over. We literally can never control dictate the way in which we're going to experience our life. And um, that's what that's what a lot of us. That's the big hang up for a lot of us. So one of the most freeing things that you can do is to start trying on, like, it's going to feel really weird and awkward at first, but just trying on the ideas that what other people think really does have nothing to do with me. Their brain has 40 000 to 60,000 thoughts a day too. Like I, I I'm, I'm not here. <laughs> it's so
0: exhausting. This brain is
1: so exhausting. Stop. <laughs> But like, it's just, okay. Okay. <laughs> Like it, it, you you can get to a place where it's like, it's just okay that my brain has all those thoughts because I don't have to do anything with it. I can just kind of let it be up there. And that doesn't mean that that has to, to rule anything or dictate anything, especially not other people's like cloud of thoughts that they have up there. Like really honestly, the, the thought lately that I have found that I'm borrowing from somebody that's really beautiful is other people are allowed to be wrong about me. Other people are allowed to to not like what I'm doing, to not like what I'm saying. Like, that's that's okay. I can stand in myself now and I have a safety within myself now that it's fine. Other people can be just be them and have their thoughts. And I don't need to control those.
0: Right. I don't need to try and change my actions to change their thoughts about me.
1: Usually when it when it has when we're so um, tied to what other people's thoughts are, it's because we have those same thoughts within ourselves. It's always like that's where the mirroring comes in, where people can show us things, because if somebody if somebody's saying something that shows their thoughts and it's like touching on it's triggering us, it's because somewhere deep in our subconscious, it's a belief that we're kind of either we've had from our childhood or we are holding on to ourself. And so that's where it shows us the material to like, okay, this is, this is where my work is. This is where I am going to um, practice deconstructing these thoughts that I'm caring about myself and building in new ones. So then that won't even be a thing that even affects me because here I am standing in these new beautiful thoughts.
0: All right. So if you're listening live or on replay, mm-hmm. I want you to stand within your new beautiful thought right now. Do, can you, can you take what Alison just said and start to embody it?
1: And it's got, your brain is going to like majorly resist you. (laughs) And that's okay. That's fine because it feels very, very dangerous when it it always feels dangerous to try out new ideas like this. So I like to think of it almost like putting on new outfits. Like I'm going to put on this thought, I'm going to put on this outfit and it may not stick for more than 15 seconds, but that's okay. I'm gonna keep practicing. I love it.
0: I, I like actionable steps lately. I was just messaging with Allison before our show and I was telling her about this whole drama that I have it in my <laughs> in my head. <laughs> like I want to know what's the action step to fix this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but the actions. Our only information, like, because the actions always come out of our energy and our energy is just our thoughts and our feelings. And it's all stuff that's within us that we are able to look at. I've been playing a lot lately. Uh, I've been talking a lot with um, another coach friend of mine, just about desire. And I think that desire is like, we, that's, kind of like the hidden voice of what have we the things we, we want to do, and the places we want to go and, and all the things that we want to take action on. Um, but a lot of the times the actions we're taking are coming out of shoulds and they're coming out of supposed to's. and that's never the real motivating factor. And if we can kind of like peel back those layers and go down deeper to find what are my real desires, there's really amazing energy fuel in there. And like it actually feels like a pull towards, oh, I w- want to go do something when I've tapped into my desire. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's
0: a couple of comments I want to bring our attention to. Number one, yeah. <laughs> I had to not laugh out loud when I read this because you were saying something. Margie <laughs> says, I always think of Alison when my brain starts carrying me to crazy town.
1: I'm in your head, Margie. <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: like a sign, like Allison's thoughts, crazy town.
1: <laughs> Bring me into your mind with you. It's such a fun, fun journey. <laughs> Let's
0: take a turn and go away from crazy town and back to what Allison has taught us about how, how thinking can be changed. However, <laughs> thinking can be changed. Um, the other one is, okay, so this is a really, really, really good comment because it is exactly what we are all thinking. Mm-hmm. This is so hard. It makes so much sense that I don't really like what everybody else does or even mesh with everybody. So mm-hmm. why do I need everybody to like me and agree with what I do and say?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so hard. I want yeah. everyone to like me.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, and, and this is so... This is just so human because we are built for connection. We are built for interdependence. We're built to to hear each other and to value each other, right? But that piece about needing it that's where that's where we get sucked down into that codependency stuff because when whatever we are really needing from someone else is what we're not giving ourselves. So whenever I find myself oh, like,
0: it again, Allison." <laughs> rooftop, whatever
1: you come and this is always subconscious. So you have to like come into like listening and being aware of it. But when you can start to see, Oh, these are the things I'm really, really needing from someone else. Why won't my husband give me this? Why isn't someone, someone else? Give me this, you know, whatever it is, that thing is your deep desire. It's showing you what you actually want to see for yourself. So whenever I I always um, notice this a lot with um, feeling seen, I've spent so much of my life not feeling seen. And I I will still kind of like, I'll circle back. to. It's so funny. I always circle back to the same things we all do. And it's like, oh, there's that thing again where I just really want to be seen. Okay, that means that I am not seeing myself. I'm not like stepping into a practice of being with myself and practicing seeing myself. So now I'm going to go back to that and think about, All throughout my day, how can I really see myself? Which is really about just like listening to what you're thinking, hearing what you're saying, noticing what your body is experiencing. I'm just validating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really really profound, and I think that that's why i i I think we always want people to like and agree with us and and align with whatever we're doing is because we're looking for that like feeling of um being being seen being valued being heard but we're making it external and it's it, it can't there's so much value in people doing that for us so I do completely um I'm completely on board with like the people you get around you that that are able to also give those things to you but just know that it's never going to that's never going to be what you want it to be completely because of the piece of you giving it to yourself that has to be there first and honestly the people that you attract into friendships and stuff like that you're not going to attract those kinds of people in the same way if you're not first making those practices of this is the kind of person that I am, this is how I give these things to myself this is how I am able to stand in my own self-governing space, which then allows me to even be available to, for those kind of friendships that can reflect that too.
0: Is anyone else taking notes <laughs> 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 I just did a whole journal entry I just. <laughs>
1: This is my, this is, like, my jam. This, this stuff is, like, has been my whole story. and is Those what are I, my
0: initials, Allison.
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: What's your middle name? I don't know Anastasia. your middle name. Oh, is it? I didn't know Yeah, that. so my daughter's name is my middle name, actually. Oh, I love me, that. My grandmother's name, yeah. So before I was married, my initials were Jazz, and now it's their jam. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I love that. Just a little levity for our codependency <laughs> conversation because this is really heavy. I just wrote down some stuff that I'm like, okay, <laughs> I gotta laugh it out for a second. Yeah, tell I'm me. in her element right now. I
1: am in my element. <laughs> tell me, tell me some of those thoughts. I want to hear some of what you're taking away from it.
0: Oh my god, you want me to read my journal entry out you
1: loud? We <laughs> don't have to, but just like. You know, people, we, we hear things like what I'm saying is not the same thing as what you're hearing. So I'd like to hear what you're hearing.
0: Well, I was just, okay. So as you were talking, I was thinking about what is it that I want from other people that I Mm -hmm. seek all the time? What Mm -hmm. is that one thing? Right. And I wrote that down in here Mm -hmm. and I wrote, that means that I need to give that to myself. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. So, and this is like, seriously a grounding point for me. Whenever I start to feel kind of like, like floundering and just kind of like out in space and like, what am I even doing? This is always a thing that really pulls me back into grounding. I think it's a good
0: question. What do you want to get from other people? What do you want Mm -hmm. to feel from your interactions with other people? Mm -hmm. If you feel like sharing in the comments, share that in the comments. For me, it feels like I can't even like put that out there yet. Like I need to work with Mm -hmm. it first. But Mm -hmm. if you are at that point where you can share that, I would love to hear, we would love to hear what is it that you want to feel from other people? And then that's that little mirror that Allison's talking about. Mm-hmm. Are you not giving that to yourself
1: right now? Which sounds so counterintuitive. Like I know this. It it sounds and it feels so like not how we're taught and not how we're trained. Um, but it is literally magic. <laughs> it really is, and you can see like the other side of it, how, when you're like, okay, like, let's just say that this wasn't true at all. So I'm going to get how I want to feel from other people. How how often does that actually work for you? Like, and don't you always feel like wanting? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's not meant to, it's not meant to fill that. We're coming into interaction with other people is meant to be and designed to be Two people who are full within themselves coming. And then that makes us like have spaciousness. There's no grasping at anything that we're trying to get. And then we're just able to interact with each other and commune with each other and enjoy each other. It's just a totally different energy.
0: I had nothing. (laughs) I just want you guys to write something in the comments so that that we can keep moving forward here. What are you getting from this? Are you journaling right now? (laughs) Hey, from Texas. Hello, Texas.
1: (laughs) Somebody wrote, um, sorry, it says Facebook user, but I am speaking to you. Um, Codependency is very tricky, interesting, and helpful to be able to recognize it happening. Many people were raised to have the codependent behavior patterns exhibited by their parents. It was exhibited to be caring. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Like it, it literally looks so nice and it looks like good. And it looks helpful. I saw this meme the other day that was like, um, the, the girl in class who got the, uh, who got the note from her, her teacher, always a pleasure to be around. So helpful. She was actually like anxiety attachment, like, (laughs) <laughs> trying to do things to like, make the teacher happy because it looks on the surface to be so nice. And we just love so nice. Nice is like a word I'm like having a thing four about. layer <laughs> word, like fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why, why nice? Why? That's like just so surface. Let's feed the beast of the culture. Yeah
0: just be a nice kid and you should be kind to other people no question no question but you should not be nice to the point where it takes away from your own self growth
1: well there's a difference right there's a this is the nuance of it when we are when we are being kind to ourselves and we are listening to ourselves and becoming our own advocate and becoming our own friend we have a generosity about us that naturally starts to happen like within our essence. And it's like, Oh, I, I can just show up graciously. I have room for this person and their thoughts and their opinion, which makes me like a safe person too. And also it's not like, it's not like, um, a feeling of, of showing up as like, I'm just have to agree with you and just like, just be like, yeah, whatever you're thinking, that's kind of a, a space that actually seems nice, but actually isn't very safe because you're trying, it's all like manipulative under the surface. Like, I'm just going to make you feel happy. So then we can be good. And then I can feel happy. <laughs> it's all this like really sneaky, toxic undercurrent that we're all taught to do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna come up for a breath. <laughs> Any more comments here? <laughs> and this is such a human thing too. Like all of this information I've been working with for a couple of years now, and it's so human. This is literally how we're raised. To get the things that we need at a primal level, and so like there's so much kindness for ourselves in just knowing that.
0: And there's no overnight fix, right? This no. is a long process. So, one of the memes that I love is, you know, I've been working on myself for years and years and years. When is this over? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I just said this the other day to a client. Um, I anything that sounds like a destination, like I've got to get to that place, or I got to get to like when I get there is all a lie. Yes. <laughs> there yes. is no destination. It's I've actually started I whenever I think of anything in a linear, even like if it's linear on a timeline or if it's even like oh, I'm growing like it's a height like vertical, anything <laughs> like that, I'm like <laughs> I'm not doing it because it just makes me feel like oh, I'm not there yet. Like wh- the, right I can't be happy different. yet because
0: I'm not at the destination yet and there is no yeah. destination. It's not it's about no, that. happiness is not attached to a destination unless it's like warmer than it is in upstate New York. Then maybe there's
1: some. <laughs> <happiness>. <laughs> it's, like, it's about, it's about, I I use this visual of like, when I first started all this work, this, I always talk about the circle. So I always do this. So it's <laughs> your circle, the circle that you're in. If you're listening on iTunes, I'm like always drawing the circle around myself, but I used to think of I used to feel like the circle of me was so fragile and brittle and on edge and anxious. And as I've done this work, it's like the substance of it has gotten flexible and expansive. And uh, like, there's just all this room. It's like my state of being is changing. And the more that I'm doing this growth, the more it's expanding. So it's more of like, instead of thinking of any or anything liter- literally it's like me right here and my in my essence i can come back into it and it's like the growth of that expansion that's how i think of anything visually it helps me a lot
0: so linda when it comes to your clutter this is what i always tell people is if there is something that you want to do right now that will make you happy you do not need to wait until you are decluttered to do it you can start doing it while you're decluttering and it'll actually help your decluttering because the end goal of decluttering is not necessarily happiness I because mean, there's no destination right the mm-hmm. happiness has to grow with the process it has to be part you have to declutter all the stuff that's holding you from that happiness by embracing being happy right now with your clutter. Does that make sense? Like, they, like when you have a decluttered house, it's not that you're going to be happy then. You will have more time in your life and you will have gone through this amazing growth process. And that's where the happiness comes from is the process. It's not from the destination. So always embrace anything that can make you feel happy right now because it's not contingent on something else.
1: Yes. Yes, and that applies to everything. <laughs> it's, and, and like be encouraged by this because whenever whenever you hear new concepts or new ideas and you're like, oh, that's like feels so far away and, and distant, like I'm not there yet. But literally this tiny steps of moving like to- with that directive, literally that is the material for getting there. So so the process is the point. (laughs) (sighs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) And it's one of those things that it's like, do you share at the beginning of the process if that's the whole point or do you wait for somebody to find it out themselves? Because
1: like... (laughs) I I think there's just always, when when there's anything new that's kind of brought to us, there's a lot of fear. So I think that for me, knowing that the process is the point has helped me be like, okay, like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. It's helped me find evidence of, yes, right here is exactly where I'm supposed to be. This is literally one of the steps. (laughs) So literally part of it, me figuring out how to work with where I am, like feel and be my state of being and love my, who I am in this space right here is literally part of the journey.
0: Um, so I forgot to mention this to you before, Allison, but I actually need to end a little early today because I have another meeting back to back to back. I've got four <laughs> meetings back to back to back today, and I need to eat breakfast. <laughs> totally fine. I feel like we've like we've, given you... we've had such a powerful first 45 minutes here.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've, we've given you all a lot to, to process. <laughs> Just absorb it. Don't even worry about processing it. Just like let it, it's sinking into your subconscious and, and it'll do what it needs to do.
0: Plus I need to journal a little bit now. before. <laughs> I, think. I need to eat, I need more coffee. I need to journal and I need more water. And there's a lot to do in the next 15 minutes. So I got to solve all of my problems immediately.
1: <laughs> slow, nice and slow. You let, let yourself <laughs> just, just be. <laughs>
0: a name for today's episode though before we officially hmm. end our broadcast
1: yeah I am never going to take that responsibility because mirror, I don't mirror. <laughs> mirror.
0: mirror
1: mirror mirror
0: mirror mirror in my head <laughs> mirror mirror in my interactions
1: mirror mirror in my life
0: mirror mirror on the other people of my life <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm so bad at thinking of those on the spot. I've just decided that's not my job. <laughs>
0: marketing, to me. marketing to me, my marketing.
1: <laughs> marketing to me. Oh, that's fun. The
0: mirror in my marketing.
1: <laughs> if you guys have any thoughts, feel free to drop them. <laughs> we, we like we it when you're in the Right
0: now. <laughs> We're heading to a big giant iceberg with this. <laughs> Save
1: <the laughs> ship i love it
0: we'll come up with something somebody will comment after we finish the broadcast perfect like, oh yeah that was so glaringly obvious <laughs> this is a co-creative process we're just giving them the space to be part of it <laughs> interdependency creativity
1: there we go interdependent <laughs> well this has been fun thanks for chatting as always oh
0: creatively interdependence <laughs> <laughs> Allison, it's been amazing. You are a blessing in my life and I am so grateful for you. Thank you so much. And to everybody who shows up and listens to us every week, we are so grateful for you. If yes. you're watching the replay and you're on like the the other platforms, do the things you're supposed to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> comment, share, spread the good word.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And um, thank you all. Thank you all for being part of this. It's such... Such fun having these conversations.
0: So, next Friday, mm-hmm. I am going to be in Charlotte doing a live meet and greet at this time. Yay! So, um, I probably, maybe we can get a guest for the show, or I don't know. We'll figure something out, we'll, but we'll figure it there, out. There may or may not be a show. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> if you're in the Charlotte area and want to come to that meet and greet, go grab your ticket. It's going to be a presentation workshop type thing, um, all about, it's called Clutter Conversations, all about talking about clutter differently, and then time to meet people in your local community and connect with them also. So grab those tickets.
1: <laughs> Love it. That's going to be so right. much
0: fun. All right. See you guys have a great weekend. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.